0: over 30 years of advice for your house home castle or cabin y'all have things you want to get done it's rosie on the house
1: well here we are back at rosie on the house do you know what this hour is 10 o'clock hour the open home hour it's the last
2: broadcast
1: hour of rosie on the house in 2022 Yes, it is. <laughs> man, where did it go? Wow! Didn't we just do the New Year's Eve show for 2022 like a week ago? Oh, it seems like it. <laughs> man, oh man! But that
2: man. was
0: during the pandemic, so uh, I don't want to think about okay. that. Okay, <laughs> so over, <laughs> over
2: history, history, <laughs> over 32 years times, I'm sorry, 34 years times 52 broadcasts a week. That that's, puts us over
1: 1,760 broadcasts. Yeah, I so I don't know. I, I uh, we, We've got over 1,000 printed newspaper articles across at, the state of Arizona. That's 5,200 hours. At one-hour show. show? No, no.
2: That's, that's at a three-hour average. Okay, all right.
0: Uh, how many? Sometimes
2: we've done two, sometimes we've done four, but it seems like three seems to be the constant average
1: how many thousands of questions have we taken and uh, answered for Arizona homeowners it it's what we do is what we will continue doing for you the Arizona homeowner um, if we we get we get notices we get we get christmas cards from listeners we've never met thanking us for what we do and i can tell all of you that you know from the bottom of my heart i'm i'm very grateful y'all feel that way um the way you could thank us more than any other way is make sure the family that just moved in next door down the street, around the block, also know about Rosie on the House. Because I've said it many times, unless you're moving to Arizona from Lordsburg, New Mexico, you, there, you, we're, we're, we're different than any other place in the country in how we build our homes and how we care for our homes and what we have to protect our homes from. and Many times what we have to protect our homes from are transient contractors coming through with some hairball idea on how they're gonna help you. And they buy big advertising blocks of time and they make their fortune and move on. So we started this show 35 years ago to try and protect you, the Arizona homeowner, and put together in a public format uh, the information we have learned by building and remodeling Arizona homes right here in Arizona since the mid-60s. I, the, I mean, the, the the minute I got my driver's license in 1972, uh, I was working construction in my little Jeep CJ5. I couldn't carry a ladder, but I could carry my nail apron in a toolbox. Uh, and that, that's how it all got started. So we take... And, and I've got a, a, um, I, I've got an inquenchable curiosity about everything. I don't want anybody to ever walk on a job and know more about something than me. So I was like this sponge for the first 20 years I was out there. And I'd find a guy that was setting tile better than anybody else. And I, I, would, I would literally tie him to the sawhorse and feed him his favorite sandwich. And we would take a half-hour lunch break and turn it into a 45-minute or hour and 15-minute lesson tutorial on what Rosie needs to know about how to set ceramic tile correctly, better than anybody else in the world. Not that I ever really learned how to do it with my hands, but he taught me what to look for. And he taught me to be able to tell someone that knew what they were doing and someone that was learning on the job. And if I've done anything in all my years of construction— is being able to walk on the job site and tell, does that guy, does that gal know what he's doing with that tool in his hand? Or is he learning on the job? And that's okay. We need lots of learners, but I don't want them to be the, the crew captain. <laughs> is, is, that, is that fair? Is that fair? So totally. we we take everything we've learned about Arizona homeownership, and it is unique, it's very unique. And we put it out to broadcast to answer any questions you Arizona homeowners have any particular Saturday morning. And then we posted on the uh, internet at Uh I can never, never, I'll never forget the day Romy graduated high school, moved away for a year and lived with my grandparents in South Louisiana and decided to come back to Arizona. And he said, well, we need to start a website and i just said i have no idea what you're talking about
2: and i remember that first website it was you can go there's a tools online called the wayback machine oh no that you can go oh, look no. at <laughs> and it's evolutions throughout the year and uh, we we just went through i don't know it's prior sixth update since that time of a new template and scan and it's moved over to a WordPress platform and there's a lot of features that we still have adding to it. You know, the, the biggest challenge we have with it at this point is because there's so many pages. When you bring it over to a new website, you've got to go through thousands and thousands of pages because you know, the, the data doesn't always map over correctly when you're doing data transfers. Uh, there's new features on the new website. So, uh, it, old articles might not be categorized at all because when they were published, it didn't have these options. So if the option wasn't there on the old one, there's no way to map it to the new one. So it just gets left out in this open space. And then we had some issues on the dates for our podcast. So we had to redate everything properly. And then we're breaking out where we used to post all three hours of a broadcast and one page that homeowners would sort through now Uh, just because we've learned that that's not necessarily how people are using it. They're looking for the individual hour, so each hour has its own uh, page instead of each broadcast. So each broadcast now has three pages that go to it directed to each hour, the outdoor living hour, the open home hour, and the the on-the-house hour.
1: It makes these topics much easier to search on our website. Because if you if you go to our website and in the search engine type in water heater, you're going to get as a search result every article we've ever written about water heater, and wow. every radio broadcast where the water heater topic was ever covered. Uh, and I mean, you you study all that material just on that one subject, and you'll you'll be a, I mean, you'll have water heater. One, you 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 have a minor degree in in Arizona water heaters. Does that include
0: hot water heaters too, yeah, yes, so as yes, well? Yes, yeah, yes,
1: exactly, exactly.
2: Of course it does. <laughs> um, and the contractor referral network, you know, that's the biggest. Past the home page, that's the number one place homeowners click through to, looking for contractors and service repairmen for whatever it is they need taken care of around their home castle or cabin. And you know we go through. A lot of work screening those contractors. They'll have to be in business at least five years locally in Arizona before they can apply. They're licensed, bonded, bondable, insured. Um, and we don't oversaturate a category. So when you go, our vision is no matter where you are in the metropolitan area, you would have three contractors to choose from in about a 20 mile radius now we haven't had that built that out in a lot of categories uh, but all of our our top tier categories absolutely that are your big demand ones so there's a lot of little areas we're still growing out and developing just to be able to service that but you know then that way you can you know a lot of these big a lot of these companies they may be located in Phoenix, but have a technician in the East Valley, and a technician in the West Valley, and they can get one of those guys dispatched to you. But still, our, our vision is having the you know, the company, a local company that is near you and can service you on a faster pace schedule. You know, it's you know you're using
1: the con- the contractors that are closest to your community. I'll have to say the referral network was nothing I ever foresaw coming out of a call-in, question-and-answer home improvement radio show. Because I thought I'd be coming on air because just like I was talking about tying that tile setter to a sawhorse and bleeding him of all the information he knew, I did that to the trim carpenters, too, how, how do you cut that miter and it's invisible? How do you cut and install that invisible miter? You can't even fit, fit a hair. You can't even fit anything in between that joint. And you can go look at it 10 years later it's exactly the same. You know, um, the roofing. How, how do your shingles line up that straight? Just every single time I found someone that was the best of what they did, I milked them for information so I could come on air and answer your questions for those of you that I thought would all be doing it yourself. And I think it was the second call I got on the first day I was on air. Frances, I still remember her. She wanted to know who could come install bamboo flooring. Didn't want to do it herself, but but trusted me to be able to refer her to someone and let Romy, you know who I recommended.
2: I do. He's no longer with us. He's he's passed since then and um, his company did not uh, s- surpass him. Yeah, didn't survive him. And there was you know and there's a lot of our partners that are like that. It's a mom, pop, mom and pop shop. And you know, it's it's they they some of them do uh, end up getting success, succession plans and passing it on to the next generation. Some of them don't have that second generation and don't want to pass it on to anyone else because it's their name on the company. And when they're gone, you know, so they don't
1: want someone else using the likeness of their name. Well, let's do this. Let's go to a couple callers in the next segment. But the other thing I never, ever foresaw was this thing called home Zada. And what that can do for Arizona homeowners that they can't find. Anywhere else. I'd like to cover that at some length when we get back at the bottom of the air. Let's take callers this next segment and then we'll get to uh, the Home Zada app that's available only one place in the world for Arizona homeowners, right here at Rosie on the House. We're here on the New Year's Eve edition special broadcast of Rosie on the House for you, wrapping up what has been an absolutely fantabulous year y'all stay tuned for the last half hour why don't we get to tim into the conversation good morning hey how you doing bud good 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 hey i got a real quick question for you and i've heard you
3: on your soapbox years ago (laughs) talk about this and um, I, I just I don't remember exactly what you said, but I think I, I, I was when I was talking to uh, your wife. Uh, I told her I said I think I remember what you said, but I just want to clarify it. Okay. Radiant barrier. Okay. Yes or no. No. Yeah, that's what I thought. No.
1: Here, Tim. Here's here's the situation. Um, radiant barrier is is uh, effective as it relates to reflecting things. Uh, If you're going to put it in your attic, how long is that reflective material going to stay dust-free, not covered with a layer of dust, losing its reflectivity? Not very long. The other thing about radiant barrier is if you have any insulation at all in your attic, between the attic space and your living space, R30, R38, you will feel absolutely zero, there will be zero impact to your comfort or your cooling level by installing Radiant Barrier. Radiant Barrier has a very specific purpose. It's a first layer of insulation against heat if you have no other insulation at all. For what you'd spend for Radiant Barrier, I would tell you get an insulation company in your attic and put another two inches of blown in insulation. You'll get an imminently quicker return on investment from that. So there's I don't think my position on my soapbox on that topic has changed very much over the years.
3: Okay, Okay. now the reason why I'm asking is my roofer, I've got to have a new roof put on the south or on the north
1: side of the the house. Okay. Um, he wants to put it down before re-roofing the house. Okay, um, tell me how big your house is. Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. And are you re-roofing the whole house and only putting radiant barrier on the south, or does he want a radiant barrier all of it? I've got to. Uh, we're only doing the south uh, portion of the house and the back patio. Good. Good.
3: Good. Okay. Um, because of the uh, where the transition is. From the pitch to the sloped roof on the patio, uh, water leaked there. Okay. And they're afraid of uh, re-roofing the patio that we're going to get into old material. It's, it's yeah. The house is 19 years old.
1: Okay well i would I would tell you that if you're eighteen hundred livable and you're redoing half the house and it includes a patio roof, you're probably doing something in the neighborhood of twelve or thirteen hundred square foot twelve or thirteen squares of roofing, and they're probably going to want to be charging you about a hundred dollars a square for that radiant barrier if they're trying to charge you eight nine hundred a thousand eleven hundred dollars for that. You, you could almost re-insulate your entire attic for that much money. So I would tell you, um, there's better ways to spend your money if in fact you're trying to save money on your cooling bill. There's better ways to spend that money. I feel very strongly about that. Let's bring Michael into the conversation. Michael.
0: Yes, sir. Well, we are, uh, have endeavored uh, to set out for a home remodel, and we wanted to tear out all of the uh, tile in our house. Ran into water underneath of our tile. Floor no, right, tile, yeah, like yeah. a porcelain, yeah, porcelain okay. floor tile. Okay. Tore it out throughout the entire house. In the west end of our house, there was probably a 16th, enough to fill like the uh, trowel joint on the mortar, or I mean the thinset underneath the tile. <laughs> it was damp throughout the entire house, though so east and west side.
1: My my first question would be, did it break the bond? Where the water was most prevalent, did the tile come off very easy? Because that's usually what happens when we've got water migrating through the slab. It literally loses the bond with the thin set, and the tile literally can just almost be picked mm-hmm. up, very hollow sound. If that's the case, then we've got a bigger, bigger problem that we've got to fix first. We've got to determine where this water is coming from before we do anything. No. I
0: had day and night uh, plumbing out okay. to do some investigating. Awesome guys, super experienced, and it stumped them. They okay. tested the they tested the um, pressure side of the house. Uh, we haven't had any type of um, you know escalation in our water bill that would indicate okay uh, some type of leak. How long have Even you How
1: long have you yeah, been
0: at, How long have you been in the house? Six years.
1: How old is the
0: house? Uh, I believe it was built in in 82, 83. It's a slump block block home. Good, 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 good.
1: Well, my guess, Michael, is we're probably dealing with some kind of a landscape issue. When I build your house, when I build any house, I have to dig a utility trench that penetrates the stem wall with the sewer and the water line. Uh, Sometimes that... Creates a corridor for landscape water to travel inside the house. Take a look at where your water manifold is. Take a look at where your sewer cleanouts are. Is there any indication that this is more prevalent right there on the inside of the stem wall where that is, those utility trenches, if they're not properly compacted and you've got a landscape planner just on the outside? serves as a tremendous conduit for water to get inside the house. If that's not the case, um, don't cover that concrete until we figure it out. And it may take several people to get there and take a look at it. And I'd be more than happy to be one of them because I hate getting stumped. Uh, I I don't know what it is about Gary D, but the last couple months, he's just bound and determined to stump me on air with every single caller. Michael, do not cover that slab until we figure it out this is paul from lions roofing happy new year from rosie on the house and welcome back to the final half hour of rosie on the house that we will be airing in the year of 2022 on this new year's eve special day edition of rosie on the house we've been covering for the great majority of today's show the questions you've been asking us the most all year long. And one of the things I wanted to stop and just kind of get your attention, I really want y'all to listen to this because it is an incredible asset for you, the Arizona homeowner. And the more I learn about it, the more I value it and the more I rely on it. And it's an app Romy brought to Rosie on the house. It's an app called Home Zotta. Take a couple minutes and explain to the Arizona homeowner all the advantages they can get in a Home Zotta app that they cannot get anywhere else. And the concept was one we started
2: developing internally, and we had the idea of what it was supposed to do. We just didn't know how to make the software. And a little of the backstory events that we recognized where this technology could. Be helpful is when we would see a home owner use six or seven of our partners and then move. And somebody that didn't know who Rosie on the house would move into the home, who knows what lead source they were using or what referrals they were using to find contractors. And I thought, you know, that's a shame because oh. we've got so much invested into this house with this homeowner to bring in somebody else and, you know, not perform services to the standard of the network. It was really a shame. So I'm like, if we just tracked everything that that previous homeowner was doing to that home and who the contractors were, and that they were Rosie on the House certified partners and to go to that network when they needed the next service contractor, that would be a solution. So as we started to put this together, this app, HomeZada, contacted us. I started looking at it. I'm like, well, this is exactly what we're trying to build and more. There was elements of it that we hadn't even considered yet. For example, the when you sign up for HomeZada, the first thing uh, that it unlocks, and this is the free part of it, is the home inventory. So you can go through your entire home and take pictures of your artwork, your electronic equipment, um, and it's all you know third-party, fourth-party verified, secured. Uh, And I think it's easier to use your cell phone because when you log in to your HomeZotta app and your cell phone and you take a picture, it loads it right to your HomeZotta profile. You don't have to then log into a computer and connect your phone or sync your iPhone photos or move a data chip and drag the pictures over. It all just uploads straight to your HomeZotta profile in the cloud, and it doesn't take up any of that memory on your computer or device. So in a matter of a couple hours, you can go through and inventory everything you want to. Now, if there's elements you just don't want, you know, there's some heirloom jewelry or, you know, firearms or artwork that uh, you don't want the image of, you can still catalog the details in there, just don't take the picture of it. Um, And that way, anytime you might have home, fire, or theft, vandalization, You have an instant backup of everything you have for insurance and home recovery. If you sign up for the premium service, which is sixty dollars a year, five dollars a month, or if you use promo code Rosie, it'll be it saves you twenty five percent. So it's just over forty dollars a year. The inventory is already included. It unlocks three additional features: maintenance, projects, and finances. Maintenance is what we'll get to here pretty. Quick, We usually try and cover it in the third segment. It's one maintenance item to handle around your home every single week to keep up with the upkeep. Not all of them will apply. Not every home has a pool. Uh, Not every home has a chimney. Uh, Not every home has an evap cooler. Not every home has a carport. So some of these things will apply every week. Some won't. And you can then manage those maintenance tasks by either deleting it because it's not relevant to your home or... Scheduling it to you or a family member or a contractor and set that up reoccurring. If it's a monthly thing, like changing your air filters, if it's a quarterly thing, if it's an annual thing, um, if it's a once every four or five year thing, like yeah. a, a whole house ductwork cleaning, you can get those scheduled and the reminders will come up and notify you it's time to do this, it's time to do that, and
1: it'll keep a tally of whether it's completed or if it's pending. And it's my vision that someone fully use, utilizing HOMZADA, uh, at the point they're interested in relocating or moving, you're basically turning your home's homeowner's manual full transparency. Here's everybody that's done the work. Mm-hmm. Here's when it was done, when it's scheduled to be done again. I, I would anticipate that as soon as we can get this, out there enough the realtors are going to start asking for it do you have what your, re- yeah, your home's ought to score yeah what your
2: home's ought to score and not only that but i think it's going to change the lending industry i can foresee in the near future the one of the reasons that keeps us from taking off like a wildfire is there's so many elements to your home you don't realize it that nobody ever gets it fully completed they never get an entire profile an entire inventory
1: Rosie certify your
2: house. Well, uh, and and like how a home inspector would charge by the 100 square feet. uh, And you would come out, spend the whole day, get the home up to zero. Then the homeowner could take it over from there. Because once it's up, doing a couple entries a week or a month is not hard. It's doing 2,000 entries up front. And a lot of the stuff you don't know or you don't know how to research, like how old your roof, um, who built your home. You know, a lot of these things take research that the homeowners don't know how to do. So if that's something we could go get them turnkey ready to start using HomeZada, that that would be a service we could offer to homeowners to go set up for them. And then some homeowners, if they didn't want to do the upkeep, okay, once a year we come back out and update all of the maintenance items that were done or do our projects. One of the neat things about Well, projects is self-explanatory. If you're doing a room addition, there's management tools to do that. Kitchens, uh, install a pool, and it'll help you think of things you hadn't thought about that'll be needed for that
1: project. Here's your checklists. Well, it, it, I, yeah. I see it as the future of home ownership, home resale, home maintenance, home financing. That's the it, biggest. It's going to be great. Is predictive financing. So once you
2: have all your big key ticket items entered and the age they were entered and how long the warranty is good for as additional information from other homes out of users throughout uh, like neighborhoods, yeah. like mm-hmm. markets, it starts learning and it helps you predict. Here's what this roof is going to cost me in 10 years when the warranty's expired. Now your roof may last 20 more years after that, but it's set by default to the end of the warranty when you're – what your expected replacement costs are going to be. And then it also mirrors that against your home equity so you can see, okay, I've got these five ticket items in the next 10 years and I've only got 20% of the equity. I'm need to get this done, so I've got to figure out – start saving uh, cash or if your home equity is way above – and your interest rates are good now. Well, it might make more sense to uh, use that to get those projects done a year or two or five ahead of when they were in critical need of getting done. But the nice thing about doing things ahead of when it's critically need, you know, when you're replacing your air conditioning, <laughs> not because it's broken and it's 115 degrees inside, nobody can sleep. it's an easier project to get done. You're not doing work under stress. If you replace your roof, not because it's leaking, but because, you know, uh, I'm at the economic end of this life and I'm going to go ahead and get this done while there's no rain forecasted. The crews can get it uh, cleared off, demoed, the new one put on and be prepared for the next time it might rain in a month or two. You know, doing these things when it's not a stress situation only improves how good you can execute getting them done. Even if you're hiring a professional, you know, they're they're reacting to your panic mode and they're trying to accommodate you and rest you at ease. And uh, it, it might be, well, these are the only air conditioners we have in stock. It's not what
1: we'd recommend for you, but to get you going, let's put that in. The next generation <clears throat> of rosy on the house protection for the Arizona homeowners. And then the f- final element is if you ever go to sell it, you could use their service to do a one-time sales transaction. Fantastic. All right. Well, that is the future. Let's talk a little bit about our, our segment three is always about uh, some tip. And now here we are at Christmas Eve. Um, that Romy, tip. In your, in your new family, when, when, when do you all take the tree down? Uh, we
2: do, a you know, the last, I don't know, about. I guess it's been about 12 years now. It's always just been a New Year's
1: bonfire. Okay. A big New Year's it's a neighborhood party. Uh, you you live quite a bit of ways out in the country. Y'all do it quite safe out in the middle of the horse arena. There's nothing to catch on fire. So let me let me just qualify all that before we get all the second guessing phone calls in here. Um uh, at our house with y'all growing up, we were generally, you know, we we were generally about the first or second week of January. I was always slow to wanna to take it down. But when you take it down, folks need to know there's a lot of things you can do with it as far as recycling it. Uh, And uh, some Boy Scout troops will come pick it up for a small donation, uh, get it out to the curb, watch for your uh, uh, municipality notices of where the recycle locations might be, and uh, let's get the thing recycled. We've already cut it. We already planted it, grew it, cut it, and killed it. Uh, let's go ahead and find a good way to uh, get it repurposed and uh, recycling is a is a great way to do that so that wraps up 2022 and that christmas tree re, uh,
2: the the actual hashtag in our homeowner home handbook which is a print version of homezada digitally is christmas tree care and disposal and we did get those mailed out last week i think mine came wednesday or thursday and If you haven't received your 2023 and you're on the list, just hang tight. Postal Service is a little overwhelmed this time of year. Uh, but Or request to get on the mailing, and we'll get you your copy of your 2023 Rosie on the House Homeowner Handbook that's got all your weekly to-dos. It's in calendar format, so you can write notes along the way. And the back page has our printed version of our contractor referral network, which is handy if you're trying to find a contractor that – Uh, Because you've got no power and you don't have an internet to look up who does Rosie recommend. You got your calendar backup right there. Let's get to
3: Brian who wants to talk about gray water. Welcome to the program. Thank you for taking my call. I have a question. We're on a septic tank. And I would like to put the laundry machine water, not put it into the septic, have it run out uh, to maybe another leach field or out to some trees. The laundry room is located on an outside wall near the backyard. But when I talk to plumbers about that, the, the estimates go all the way from thousands to uh, we've never done it before, but we should be able to do it. Uh, is there anything that, that you could tell me that would help?
2: Well, what you're trying to do, you can do. It's called gray water. You can, uh, anything but the toilet or the kitchen sink, they call those black water. Those will have to be diverted still into the septic. But any other drain can be diverted to uh, landscape use. And you're looking at just the um
1: the, there, there are still a couple jurisdictions that have anxiety over gray water. Where are you? We're in a county pocket. Okay, well then you, you, you you're probably fine. How big is your site? Uh, two and a half acres. Oh, okay. You got a lot going for you uh, to be able to pull this off. Is the laundry room wall on an outside wall, or are they having to get inside the house to? catch that drain no sir the laundry room wall is
3: on an outside wall uh on in the backyard so it's it's an easy uh hole in the wall pipe down to the ground i'll do all the shovel work i i just don't know why it would be expensive or or do you have any suggestions on somebody that has done this that could do it correctly where are you we're in a – the address is actually Cave Creek, but we're in a county pocket. We're not in any of the, the, the ma- city
1: – The major cross streets? Uh, Tatum and Dynamite. Okay. Yeah, I, nice area. Uh, I, 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 if you haven't contacted Walker Plumbing, right, on, basically Cave Creek Road and 101, uh, that's the first person I'd recommend. Uh, you're kind of in our neighborhood – if you've got ongoing dilemmas about trying to figure it out, um, we, I, I'm, I'm kind of up and down Tatum right in that area two or three times a week. I could stop by and take a look. But call Walker Plumbing off the Rosie on the House website, Contractor Referral Service, and get one of their guys out there to take a look at it. Gary, why don't you bring Javier into the conversation?
0: Okay. Hey, Javier, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How about yourself, Rosie? Good, good, man. I bought a condo
3: a couple years ago, and I had my roof, the popcorn ceiling uh, was taken off, but now I want to make the walls uh, level five as well. But I wanted to see
1: if I had to take off the paint before I did that. Now, do you have uh, drywall floating experience, Javier? I don't. I don't. Okay. Uh, well, oh. I kind of try to do my own
3: bathroom and it didn't work very well, but uh, okay. I want to get a little bit better at that and just be a,
1: start doing my own work. Okay. Would it would be awesome to learn that. Okay. Well, you do not need to remove the paint, but you do need to wash it down very well with trisodium phosphate and then make sure you rinse that trisodium phosphate off the wall very well as well. And level five drywall Um, we, we, we call it smooth as glass it has no texture to it you cannot see any of the tape joints you can't see any of the screw heads it is literally smooth as glass it happens to be Javier the hardest finish to achieve now the irony of all this is when you travel to other parts of the country that's the only way they do sheetrock On the East Coast, they don't slop on all this texture that we put on out here in Arizona, skip trowel and splatter and all of that. Uh, So it can be hard in the Phoenix and the Arizona market to find a drywall finisher capable of giving you a true level five finish. But the great thing about it, Javier, is drywall mud is malleable, it's liquid. If you're not happy with it, you just wipe it off the wall before it dries. For level five, you're going to want a fairly large trowel. I would say eight to twelve inches. You're going to you could literally roll uh, drywall mud on the wall with a roller, a small nap roller, and knock it down with a large. But you're going to take quite a bit of sanding, so it's going to be messy. You're going to want to wear a respirator, uh, but it, it's doable. You literally coat the entire wall with drywall mud, a thin layer, let it dry, and sand it smooth. And, Javier, you may have to do that a couple times. The knife will want to leave little edges and ridges at the outside point that are hard to eliminate. Uh, But I would spread from left to right on the first coat. I'd sand it down, and then I would take a magnifying glass and a big, strong spotlight. And I would walk around with that spotlight, and I'd shine it from left to right, right to left, from bottom to up, and uh, top down, and use a little four-inch knife with thin mud floating out any little blemishes or imperfections in the surface, let that dry, sand it again, and that's going to be about as close to a level five as you'll be able to get. Try one wall and and see what it takes to get that wall level five before you tackle the whole condo. That'd, that'd be my advice to you.